Hello and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope, Max Roy Brown, hello, and Ross Lake. Good afternoon. Today on the Cricket Podcast, we will be reacting to the greatest cricket match, maybe the greatest sports match in the history of anything ever ever yeah hey, I thought um, you were sounding quite chipper today <laughs> when the people of modern day Congor province in Mongolia first conducted a public sports event 9,000 years ago could they have possibly known that it would lead to the drama that we saw yesterday at Lord's what, what was the sporting event that was conducted in Mongolia 9,000 years ago it was, interest. It was wrestling it ah. was the first recorded sporting event that had a crowd in some cave paintings. Oh, wow. If you're interested, yeah. Um, we will be running through the carnage, the emotion, the desperation of yesterday's event. Um, and having a look at sort of how it came to be, the semi-finals that led up to it, and what, what it means for sport. I'm an emotional wreck. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, um, I have been battling the tears all day. And I'm sure many of our listeners would be in that position as well, I reckon. Yeah, that Djokovic Federer final. <laughs> <laughs> the first ever tiebreak at Wimbledon. Mercedes just keep on winning. It's so good. Um, we are, of course, talking about the Cricket World Cup final. 102 overs of pretty insane action. Uh, we'll take a second to compose ourselves and then we'll come back with a little update of other news in cricket and we'll be straight on to the semi-finals. This ended apparently in the early hours of Saturday morning with the all-rounder capsizing a pedalo at Senior Team Hotel. It's gone for four. Ireland have won. They've beaten England. England's World Cup future hangs in the balance. The Bangladesh Tigers have knocked the England Lions out of the World Cup. for two they've got to go it's got through it's got to go to the keepers in he's got it England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins by the barest of all margins absolute ecstasy for England agony agony for New Zealand there's the updated jingle from Robin who can't be with us today uh, with England winning the World Cup courtesy of Ian Smith's probably going to be legendary piece of commentary there I think I thought you did a pretty good job, Max. You don't well, seem so sure. I, I just he's, there was too much screaming going on. He got very excited. I just think the, uh, the he got so excited at the biggest game. <laughs> too much so. Like the English commentators did a really good job of like tr- keeping hold of it and still actually commentating on the game. And there was just too much screaming for me and Smith. I thought particularly that catch. Um, for, was it Lockie Ferguson diving forward? It was a really good catch. But the they replayed catch that. Yeah. They replayed that about ten times in five minutes, and we're talking about it being the greatest catch in the history of cricket. It was like, that was a good was, catch. did you not remember the one that uh, that was, was taken in the semi-final about four days ago, or perhaps <laughs> Sheldon Cottrell or Ben Stokes? Yeah, um, yeah, all good. Um, before before we really get on board the hype train, um, I get into the cricket World Cup stuff. 
Should we take it down a notch and see what's been going on in other cricketing events? Well, Matt, well the county championship. Yeah, the county championship. Oh, who who could forget that the county championship is currently happening? <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost, almost everyone. everyone. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> with the with the World Cup now out of the way, the Ashes place race is really starting to hot up. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it three weeks until the first test? Yeah, and uh, a test against Ireland next Wednesday as well. Mm-hmm. So it's all uh, it's all happening. Um, Gary Balance got another ton. Oh, just in there. time he's going to be there uh, Joe Denley's also chimed in with a, with a timely century Division 2 though yeah. yeah doesn't really count <laughs> well maybe it does and Hasib Hamid again can't buy a run so that's yeah, he's, he's, he's well yeah, it's, it's carnage but um, one, uh, one thing that I think is worth mentioning from the county championship was uh, Knott's preparing an absolute disgrace of a pitch um, <laughs> to the point that they were opening with two spinners uh, there were 39 wickets uh, falling in the match. Uh, 37 of those went to spin. 12 of those went to Ravi Ashwin, and 14 of those went to Amar Verdi. Great bowler. Yeah, that Ashwin. was uh, some interesting. Verdi's <laughs> <Well, laughs> had a bit of a tough time, hasn't he, so far this season? Because he, he was told that he was too fat. Pretty much. Really? Yeah, he was told. Yeah, yeah. He was told His that fitness he was, was. He's had an Matthews. Yeah, he's, he was a because like, he's, he's a young spinning prospect coming through the Surrey Academy, and yeah, they were. Mate, you're too fat. You can't play. And then he was—he got banned from playing the other day, didn't he? Gareth Batty was going to be drafted in. Yeah. And a silly ECB rule, which I mean, there's not too many silly rules in cricket, is there, Max? No, no I don't think so. No, I think I think the rules are fairly uh, easy to interpret <laughs> and um, usually very well implemented. Never been controversial either. Mm. No, not at all. They definitely don't tend to have a uh, you know a deciding factor on whether or not a team wins a World Cup final either. So that that's I'm glad we cleared that up straight away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other Ireland are playing Zimbabwe at the moment as well. That's yeah. For, that news for the uh, followers of terrible cricket, <laughs> and um, and the women's Ashes has started with a few ODIs, which not, uh, going, not, not going, going so well. So not we'll uh, we'll skip over those. Yeah. Uh, final point: Dom Sibley gets seventy-four for the England Lions today against the Australian and Australian Lions. Lions. Mm-hmm. Australian A's. Yeah. Uh, and he was out to the destroyer of England, Mitch Marsh. Oh, so watch out! Watch out. <laughs> okay. um, should we move on to the semi-finals? The semi-finals. Yeah. Uh, I've always forgotten what had happened. So there was they, because they were two great games: England, Australia, and New Zealand versus India. Like it was brilliant, brilliant Bro- cricket. Yeah, I mean we previewed them on Monday. Obviously, uh, I took the day off work on th- on Tuesday for England v not England and um, India v New Zealand. Um, but I only saw half the game. Well, less than half the game. <laughs> what, really frustrating. what are you doing? Well, what, do you mean, what was I doing? You've actually forgotten. You're not controlling you? the weather. <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah, so it went to a second day. I mean, it was uh, one of the strangest, most brilliant cricket matches I'd seen until yesterday. <laughs> uh, um, uh, so... Uh, for people who can't can't recall, um, New Zealand batted first and posted 240, mainly thanks to Williamson and Taylor being really boring. At the time, it, like, I think everyone was watching it being like, 240 won't be enough. There's absolutely no way 240 will be enough. Um, but the pitch was below par. <laughs> I think it makes for more exciting cricket. Absolutely. Oh, I completely agree. I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I, I still think another 40 runs is more interesting. Because if you get 280, that means there's a bit more room for some smashing. It's like True. 240, you get maybe one over of smashing in, in each innings. Yeah, I suppose you could argue that uh, yeah, that maybe two, around 240 is a little bit too much in the bowler's favour. No one yeah. like I'm, like 
uh, chucking in slower slower short balls that stick in the pitch oh, and get so misses exactly uh, <laughs> <laughs> hi anyway yeah so we, we went it went on to Wednesday the reserve day there was there was a rumour at one point that because um, there were some overs left in New Zealand's innings and they hadn't used all of their resources uh, according to Duckworth Lewis system there was a point at which India may have been asked to chase 140 in dark basically uh, in Manchester <laughs> Oh, 148 yeah. of 20 overs um, but thankfully that didn't happen and we got the full game uh, which of course uh, of course on the second day Jack <laughs> which concluded in some style um, there wasn't there was a moment wasn't there where India needed 148 off 20 overs on was the there actually? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually so <laughs> can we just say duck, mess, messes duck with Lewis and Stern well done um, so your, your mass is spot on <laughs> um but the day started, I mean, the day obviously New Zealand finished their innings and scratched up to 240. Uh, and then Bolt and Henry just dismantled India. Like, yeah. it was, they were untouchable. Uh, <laughs> I feel really bad. Well, they were just about touchable enough to get caught asleep and by the wicket keeper. And then, let me say this on behalf of all England fans we were so, so upset that Coley got out. Yeah, so it was upset. sad. Um, when <laughs> my heart bled for a full <laughs> 10 minutes. Uh, he's clearly an amazing cricketer, but he's a complete tosser. <laughs> yes, he is the captain, and that how is that is how you decide who plays Correct. first. Yeah. Correct. But there is a bit um, that Coley in knockout games is actually a bit of a bottler. He averages twelve. Really, he averages good, twelve, and his record as captain in those kind of situations stat. are really quite poor. So India, he's not done too great in the ICC Champions Trophy. Um, I mean, we all know what happened in uh, the IPL with Royal Challengers Bangalore. Mm. Uh, he's just not a very good captain. Well, someone who was quite a good captain, Mr. M. S. Dhoni, uh, came in and nearly saved the day with Jadeja. Uh, they kind of smacked it around a little bit, and it yeah. almost like it looked like they were going to do it. Then Jadeja was out, and then Dhoni sort of, who'd been kind of playing like the second fiddle role, uh, then he was suddenly hitting sixes. <laughs> and, yeah, he, played, uh, he played his standard World Cup innings, didn't he? Knock it around for about 20 balls and then go ballistic. Yeah. Um, Jadeja's innings was amazing. The guy I mean, is, you also yeah. have to put into context the fact that he hasn't played... I mean, obviously he's been fielding every out, over of every game so far, <laughs> but he hasn't batted for however long. Like He's been with the squad the whole World Cup yeah. and not played in innings. Yeah. And to come out and do that is I mean, pretty, pretty they, impressive. They basically took India from out of the tournament to, like... 50%, 50, like having a 50-50 shot with four overs left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jadeja goes and they still have a shot. And then uh, Dhoni's run out getting his 50 by Guptill mm. hitting one stump from 45 yards. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it was a very impressive piece of fielding. <laughs> On the full, um, wasn't it, as well? <laughs> yeah, fl- flush into, flush into <laughs> leg stump. Outrage. So yeah, uh, after the game, Coley had this to say. Uh, 45 minutes of bad cricket puts you out of the tournament. So it's difficult to accept. But New Zealand played good cricket and deserved to go through. So one part magnanimous, one part uh, saying that like, yeah. we didn't deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rumour is, coming out of India, that he may be fired. Really? Yeah, it could be sure. Sharma may be installed as the permanent one-day international captain for India. Hmm. Uh, pending a meeting, I think, this week. Oh. I do like so, it when India cricket's in a bit of disarray. Yeah, it's good fun. I mean, it's not, <laughs> even, it's good fun to it's really not even like they had a bad... I mean, the semi-finals is probably minimum expectation, or the, like, the yeah. average. They're, well, I mean, they're second-ranked in the world. Yeah. and they don't, They're not better than India. And in a knockout game, nothing's happened. They're not better than England, sorry. 
they're probably better than New Zealand and Australia, but not by loads. Yeah, I just I just think they got the the management of the team was just incorrect. Like their selection was relatively poor, and actually when it actually mattered in the knockout games, their big players didn't turn up. Well, I think only picking three batsmen were unlike bringing Pant in halfway through the tournament, and then he was going at four, and it was like in the in the crucial game. Dhoni going up and down the order depending on sort of like what he felt like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whether his chakras were aligned or yeah. how many grey hairs he had today. <laughs> um, all like a bit a bit strange. Maybe they overthought it, who knows. Um, but take no credit away from New Zealand. They played, oh, they played amazing to yeah. defend that total. Um, Jeremy Coney cried on TMS. Yeah, that was it. I'd say he has been a, a star in this world oh, I love Jeremy Coney. Coney. Yeah, I, I think fantastic. he's fantastic yeah. I've listened to him a lot on uh, you know tests and things on TMS and mm. every yeah he's great he does a great job mm-hmm. um, so there's that um, then on Thursday so the, the day after the best ever two day one day international not the first two day one day international um, there's been a couple of others England lost one to India in 1999 to go out of the tournament nice uh, I think maybe a Champions Trophy final went to two days as well okay. so if you're if you're into your niche stats, <laughs> there's some possible ones. I think they may, they may have all involved India. I think I can't. No, I know the Sri Lanka Champions Trophy final involved Sri Lanka, but um, <laughs> is that why they call it, actually, Is that why they call it an Indian summer? <laughs> well, we're going down this um, well, rabbit, going, hole. rabbit hole. Rabbit uh, hole. In that game, the Champions Trophy one, I think they restarted the whole game from the beginning. They just tossed up again, and. Um, they were rained off at the same time in both innings. So Sri Lanka <laughs> batted for 100 overs and India fielded for 100 overs. And that was it, no result. What? <laughs> what? Shared, shared trophy, here you go. What? <laughs> um, yeah, have a look at that. Uh, some people on Twitter let us know about that. If you want to get in touch, at the cricket pod. Mm. <laughs> then we move on to Thursday's action, England v Australia. Which uh, you had the pleasure of attending. I was there, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was almost there. I flew back from uh, from Fuerteventura the day before, and my flight was diverted from Gatwick to Birmingham because Gatwick had a computer meltdown. And I was thinking, is this is this fate telling me get off the plane, go and get yourself a ticket, and go and watch the game? But they wouldn't let us off the plane, so oh, uh, bless so close but so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was say, you're looking rather tanned. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, mm-hmm. the game went rather well for England. It wasn't, I would say. Uh, a legendary ODI, but it was a very professional, efficient performance by England against the old enemy. Yeah, uh, that was enjoyed by all. Pres- if you if you crush Australia, it's uh, you can't complain. It, no, was, it was men versus boys out there. Yeah, they didn't turn up with the bat. Uh, actually, looked quite scared of Archer and Wood. <laughs> well, <laughs> couldn't Alex, really play woke. Alex Carey's chin certainly. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, Stoinis missing that googly from. Uh, oh, that was phenomenal! Wasn't like it? Everybody in the whole stadium. <laughs> That googly. <laughs> we're, we're, we are still no closer to finding out what is a Marcus Stoinis. <laughs> I don't think I'm, I'm a club cricketer. At best. I mean Maxwell. Maxwell being out the way he was as well, just sort of fending a ball that wasn't dangerous whatsoever. Oh, that was uh, yeah, that was bad. I think it? that may be the end of both of their international careers. I did, well, well Ma- Maxwell's not particularly liked by the management of Australia anyway at the best of times. So uh, yeah, I think you could be onto something there. Um, then England batted smashed the ball all over the place Jason Roy was given out when he wasn't out swore at the umpire <laughs> fine uh, um, they did they did hug there's a Darmacena yeah, Darmacena uh, I mean he's just clearly not a very good well, he uh, seems like a really nice guy he does he's got a lovely smile mm-hmm. but yeah just He's made a few. But there, there is that bit of going. If I was in Jason Roy's position, there were so many, like an outpouring on Twitter. 
kind of saying, how dare he react that way? And it's just, it's Bearstow's fault for doing that terrible review, which granted it was mm-hmm. one of the worst reviews, probably, like Shane Watson's. One of the, one of the re- re- sorry, one of the worst reviews until the World Cup final, you might say. Well, potentially. And then, yeah, but if I was in Jason Roy's position, and I was on my way to hitting one of the best knockout innings in World Cup history, which it would have been, because he would have ended up, what, 130, potentially, off of yeah. like 70-odd balls. And to be given out in the manner kind of strangled down leg side, but he was nowhere near it. It was just like, what is going on? So yeah, it, I, was, I it was bad, wasn't it? It was, it was a bad mistake. I would have been way, way less. <laughs> but, yeah, but I think even then, though, at the position the game was at, it was one. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, we were needing like what three, two, three, and over by that point. He probably could have maybe just taken a second and gone. Personally, this is really, really frustrating, but at least it's not going to have an out, you know, effect on the outcome of the game. Yeah, but England do have... It's not really a team sport, is it? Correct. Let's be honest. No. That Roy wasn't thinking like, hey, job done, I'm going to go put my feet up here. He was thinking, bad average. <laughs> he was thinking, <laughs> he was thinking I legacy. I don't, I don't think he's doing a Gavaskar. I think he would have happily got an out. I think 85 I mean, is above his average, so... You know. Yeah, but that, if, if it's a red inker, then you uh, think yeah, that's absolutely. a pretty good run there. Um, uh, it was good. We won. Benny beers were drunk. I sold my hat for sixty pounds. I bought it back for twenty five. <laughs> That's the sign of a good day at the cricket. <laughs> but yeah, that's off to you. It's, it's a nice, it's, it's a nice, a nice uh, kind of almost puts the ashes on another. Oh, yeah. There's more to play for now. It's like yeah. one yeah. It's, 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 it's either scared the Aussies or riled them up. I reckon it's probably riled them up. Yeah. But it's going to be a great, great Ashes series. Um, for Australia, what do you think of their tournament overall? Above average, below average? I think it started high and take, tailed off towards the end, basically. They rode their luck, didn't they? They, they, were, they looked good uh, at the beginning. Yeah. They were comprehensively beaten by India, but that wasn't too much of an issue. They beat us comfortably and looked scary. Oh, well, dodgiest pitch. Yeah, um, and then uh, South Africa happened, and that was kind of... Yeah. Well, I think um, what's interesting to me is, is your comment early on in, uh, in one of the shows uh, around that they were getting by by just having that Australia factor. Like teams were playing the brand of Australia. They were playing that kind of mental image in their head. Of playing Steve Waugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Lee, Shane Warne. That's why there's so many like random old Australians knocking around uh, England. <laughs> At the game yesterday, Merv Hughes was there, David Boone was there, War was there, <laughs> Ponting was there. Like just all of these ex legends, um, they intimidate. <laughs> even though, even though Australia weren't at, in, actually in the final, they, yeah, I reckon they uh, just brought in this. <laughs> I reckon the Aussie coaching staff would have had half a shout against the Aussie eleven. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I think to be fair, one what I will say is that I'm really impressed with Alex Carey. Yes, uh, I think he's he batted one. really, really yeah. nicely and kept pretty well. Um, but yeah, he's been a, I think their standout performer from from my point of view. Mm-hmm. And then finals was uh, Warner and Smith coming back into the team. Were you impressed with them? Yeah, they both. Well, were... yeah, Warner scored lots of lots of runs, didn't he? And England still really not. Entirely sure how to get Steve Smith out bowling. Oh, okay. Not Megan. Most, <laughs> most other teams in the world are. Yeah. That, that's a unique to England problem, <laughs> that Steve Smith conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, that's the semi finals wrapped up. Do you know what I really want to listen to? What? A bit of crying by David Warner. Cry. Get us in the mood for the Careful it doesn't set you off. <laughs> Is it what? 
is the well-being of my family. In the back of my mind, I suppose there is a tiny ray of hope. that I may one day be given the privilege of playing for my country again. But I'm, re I'm resigned to the fact that that may never happen. Don't cry out loud, just keep it inside. Learn how to hide your feelings. So I, I really think it's a momentous day because England being world champions is one, incredible. Two, we've managed to put it on free-to-air television and over 8 million people tuned in yeah. for it. And that doesn't include the like hundreds of people watching it in pubs and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's amazing. It re truly gripped the nation. Yeah, I, I think to be fair, if, that, if it doesn't inject a bit of life into cricket in this country, then nothing will yeah, we've Except seen maybe the hundred, maybe the hundo, maybe the hundo next year. I think it's a great setup for the hundo, isn't it? So almost every hundo game is certain to be like that. Most of those players will. Uh, oh wait, no, none of them will. Be <laughs> it is amazing how uh, England obviously spent so much money, invested so much um, money and time in trying to win this competition. And then the ECB are just like, yeah, bored of it now. We're going to do the 100. <laughs> <laughs> and if they would have lost, they would have been just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Just... I mean, yeah, it is starting to think what, what a missed opportunity it would have been had that game not been on Channel 4. Mm. I mean, it, it was on the same time as the Formula 1 and Wimbledon. And I think Wimbledon actually got more viewers because posh people. <laughs> um, yeah, posh people don't like cricket. <laughs> Uh, no, it's a different type of posh person though, isn't it? Like, um, All those posh people were actually at the cricket. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but what, what did happen was 40 million views on TMS's text, uh, text commentary on the BBC website, 3.9 million of which were unique IP addresses. So that just tells you like, who's following it. And that is amazing. That is truly, truly yeah, amazing. That was a record as well. Yeah, yeah, most for anything ever on on the BBC, and I think just in general, the, it united everybody. For for one moment, we weren't sitting there worrying about Brexit or worrying about the climate or worrying about anything else. It was oh, well, there was there was yeah. one man who was worrying about Brexit <laughs> after the Cricket World Cup, wasn't there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that was that was after. Like, I mean, during the game, nothing else mattered. The man who was described as a Victorian pencil. Yeah, but let's not let's not ruin let's not ruin it with that. It was one of those things. <laughs> We're for, just not going to mention his name. No, no for, <laughs> for what twelve hours or, or whatever it was, ten hours of cricket. It was completely and utterly gripping, and it sent the right message for everything. New Zealand were a fantastic side. England were a fantastic side, and I just think I don't know. The, the coverage was a fantastic. TMS was amazing, and so was Sky. Yeah, um, other things. Lords as a venue. What did you think of Lords yesterday? There's no getting out of it, is there? Whatever you think of it, <laughs> you literally don't have a choice. Yeah, we're, we're handcuffed to that venue until, until we die. Um, I thought it got a lot more lively. As the it took too long to get lively. I, it I, got there. I've honestly written that down. 
<laughs> it's bastard-like atmosphere towards the end, but it should have been the whole way through. Yeah. It was, uh, there was the Lord's hum went on for like the whole of the first innings and a half. Mm. Like, it, was only, it was only when England were like nearly out of the game that anybody was like, oh, maybe we should like, I don't know, cheer for this team or something. <laughs> yeah. um, offer some support. Also, the pitch is crap there, isn't it? <laughs> like, I, know it I know it was the greatest game of cricket ever, trademark. Uh, but, but the pitch is fucking shit uh, what I don't like about it there should never be a thing where they have to have a uh, what is it a graphic on the screen the whole <laughs> way through 2.4 yeah, 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 says what the gradient is like, that's just not such a ridiculous thing um, one thing I did like about it though on Twitter um, one of the guys put up a video of all of the pe- all the members like entering the ground, so they open up the gates and then get the ticket check and then running. So you've got these OAPs. Like, oh yeah, you have, to, you have to dash, don't you? It's, yeah, not, it, it's unreserved seating. Yeah, but it's a, it's like watching. It's a really weird spectator sport of watching, say, eighty-year-old like geriatric <laughs> grand national. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the granddad national. <laughs> Very good. Um, Did you say the ticket prices? We should mention the ticket prices. They were big like, numbers. Like, uh, Numbers that scare. I had, I had a look around for ticket price. I think everyone did. Um, mm. I saw quotes for gold price, like gold tickets, two and a half grand. Yes, yeah, on resale size. Yeah, to I be think fair, some, can... some are some are going for five. Yeah. No, no. This is what people were paying. I don't think it was like it's, it's always somebody who puts it up like sixteen grand. Or <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But like, I saw people on Twitter um, exchanging tickets essentially for like five grand for um, hospitality and two grand for seats but that, but that is the bit now they can say they were there yeah and that, there's that bit of that in, uh, in hindsight like if I, if I had, knowing what you know now well, would you have paid that much money for no, that no, if, if I had the disposable income I would not spend five grand <laughs> I'm just not I'm just not from that kind of wheelhouse I said I said before the game that I would pay 400 pounds if I knew England were going to win like as an experience, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay anything to watch England lose a World Cup final. Yeah, I mean, um, so I would back pay. I'd balance it out with like two hundred. Probably in hindsight, like if someone said it's going to be the greatest game ever, I'd have said five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, but, fortunately, we're not bartering now. Yeah. Um, but what was good? So Channel Four's coverage, obviously, in free to air in the pub I was in. That's what it was on, mm-hmm. and there were, must have been two hundred people in the pub. It was fantastic. Like, the atmosphere was amazing. Like it just. Being there would have been an incredible experience. I don't get it, but the emotion. I'd have loved to be at just a pub. Yeah, uh, the emotion that in that pub I was in was fantastic. I was with two of my, two of my mates, and I was just like, "This is perfect." There was kiwis next to us, and yeah, it was. Can I keep your vitamin C up? It was. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watched it here. I had people over. Similar experience. The co- uh, coverage was great. We had some coffee in the morning. We had some beers in the afternoon. Pizza at lunch. I think what what was a what was a grand day. What was an overlooked thing was the impact that that Channel Four free to air had on cricket clubs. So actually, quite a few cricket clubs don't can't actually afford to have Sky, Sky anymore. It's so expensive, and that meant so many cricket clubs that they would have made so much money from the day as well, which yeah. which could easily sustain a cricket club for the next couple of months until the end of the season. Yeah. So it's a, it's a it's a lasting effect. Max, why you let us know where you watched the game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. Uh, begin to imagine why you asked me that I watched it at my nan's house <laughs> we, were, we were having a family send off my cousin flying back to Bahrain in, uh, next month um, obviously the Cricket World Cup final didn't register on their radar when picking a date yeah, that's yeah. Very, very disappointing. Um, but fortunately yeah, fortunately it was on Channel 4 so we were able to watch it watch and GP. I, I didn't leave 
ripped this and I didn't leave the sofa. So how did you... So my, my reaction throughout there, like, I was started to swear quite a lot, actually, in the, uh, in the kind of dying moments of it, and I could not believe what I was seeing. Like, how did you manage that with your nan around? Or was she just as gripped? And she turned she, around... She did, did she like, turn around... What I'm asking, did your nan turn around to go, Max, this is fucking amazing? <laughs> <laughs> not in so many words, but she did, she did enjoy the end, yeah. She, she, she likes cricket a bit. Yeah, my yeah. grandma. She used to know the names of the England players. She doesn't know them anymore. My grandma said, rang me up crying, with the emotion of the occasion. She rang me up at the end of the fifty overs, being like, "This is unbelievable." I can't this. Going <laughs> and then uh, rang me up again at the end of the super overs, and she was actually crying. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. I don't think she could believe what she's seen. That's nice. Um, yeah, it was good. Free tours, excellent. Laws is a bit crap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the build-up. To the, that's <laughs> where we were watching. Uh, the New Zealand innings, Max. Um, what did you think of the New Zealand innings? Uh, well, so New Zealand, Kane Williamson, great captain as he is, won the toss. Yeah, that is the crucial. That's the reason they had their innings. Decided to bat. They decided to bat. Yeah, it was it was an interesting decision. It was you know basically a choice of it's a cloudy morning and it's half past ten, so stuff's going to happen. It's Lords. That's what happens. But also, history is definitely on the side of the team that bats first because uh, every team that's batted first at Lords since the Champions Trophy in an ODI has won. <laughs> or had won. Um, so, you know, that was a, it was a fairly bold decision to go for that given the overhead conditions. Owen Morgan said he would have gone based on what it was like in the sky. <laughs> so if it was sunny, he would have batted. If it was cloudy, he would have bowled, which is uh, interesting. So, there I was sitting there watching it, thinking first ten overs are going to be really key. If like if New Zealand lose two or three wickets for not very many runs, we're we're well on top. If New Zealand get a solid start and like forty for none off ten, we're in trouble. Um, interestingly, Sky with their their phase wins that they have had the first ten overs of the game down as a draw. So, uh, yeah, it was 30, 33 for 30, one. yeah, 37 for one. And it was, 30, full, of, it was, one. It was yeah. full of drama. Like yeah, it was. And, yeah, the, and Ian Gould made one of, the, one of the best umpiring decisions around like, every, every kind of. Uh, Maria the, Erasmus. Who did I say? Ian Gould, didn't I say? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Maria, <laughs> yeah, the kind of. Was it gut tilt or squared yeah. up? And it came off his off hip. Off the hip. And it sat like on TV, it sounded it like It sounded nick. really woody, didn't it? It sounded we like, like, like that's out. I was like, out, great. There was a review. Nichols was L- out, given out LBW. Yeah, Dharma Cena once again with the trigger finger. That was a weird one though, because um, live, I was looking at, it, I was thinking, that's not out. There's no way that's out. And then I saw the slow mo replay. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, no, that's that's definitely out. Back pad. Yeah, that's that's hitting like top of the middle of the leg. And then, the, and then Go DRS came in like he's going miles over like, what's going on <laughs> and like three or four other people in the like the whatsapp chat that we were in my cricket club said exactly the same thing they were like live definitely not out slow-mo looks plum and then just not out so that was interesting Dharma Cena has been a bit of a celebrity umpire isn't he this well, I think he bottled for the finals a little bit do you think he made a couple of pretty iffy decisions and Erasmus made a really bad one when he gave out Taylor a bit later on yeah we'll, we'll get to that because um, shortly after the reprieve um, Guptill was then given uh, given out OBW and it was as plum as you like yeah, I'm not sure what he was really looking for because like, what, what with his review yeah like what, what is the conversation he's having with Nichols it wasn't a very it was quite quick as well wasn't it probably quicker than the one that they reviewed before 
Yeah, where they went, they you know they spent pretty much most of the time discussing whether or not no, they should yeah, review it. I was odd. Would it, would it have been something to do with Darmacina? Do you reckon? Would it would it be been a case of? Uh... Well, yeah, we got Darmacina the first time, so it's probably it's no way it could be out if Darmacina's <laughs> given it. <laughs> well, it looked it looked out, mate. But you know who's this? <laughs> it's worth a shout. <laughs> but yeah, it was actually like hitting smack bang in the middle of off stump, yeah. halfway up the leg with not much foot movement. It was like yeah, and it would come back to haunt them, wouldn't it? It, it would. So there was a, there was a bit of a, a resurgence from New Zealand. Kane Williamson batted nicely, and Henry Nichols was also batting nicely. Um, so enter England's talisman, lucky charm, Liam Plunkett. The plunk. The plunk. <laughs> the man who's taken more wickets than any other seen bowler between overs 11 and 40 in the last two years. <laughs> There's a stat. One <laughs> <laughs> um, of those weird stats. <laughs> Right, I don't know how many seam bowlers he's actually up against in that comparison, but <laughs> but you know it's a stat and it's he's top of it, so that's fine. Um, yeah, Williamson nicked off, and then he had uh, Nichols bowled, and shortly after that was uh, Maria Rasmus triggering Ross Taylor. Yeah, he was he was kind of a if they were going to get a bigger score than that, we, 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 in, in the moment it was just like that is a huge decision. That yeah. is a huge decision him's, to make. He was going quite far over the yeah, Well, he did it take into consideration the gradient at Lords, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. If only he'd had a graphic on it. <laughs> I don't think we take a moment to really put, like, say how well Plunkett has bowled in the whole tournament, though. Did we lose three we games haven't lost, he didn't play? We haven't lost a game without the games him. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Uh, he's had a, a potential man of the tournament performance. So, so I'm described as anti-pace. And, and what does that even mean? England's premier anti-pace bowler. And I, I, I was a bit... It doesn't mean anything. No. Was well, that because he bowls like, like slower ball bouncers <laughs> that he chucks into the... Just... Yeah, but I, I just like the fact that he turns around and goes, oh, so how, what's your kind of approach to bowling? He's just like, well, I just run up and whatever I feel like bowling, I just bowl. <laughs> I'm just like, fair enough. That's a very simple way of doing it. That's like when they... Uh, insight well, they to asked the elite sportsman. <laughs> well, they, they asked Mark Wood a similar question and his answer was just as uh, insightful. He said, well, I run like the wind and then I try and bowl like the wind. <laughs> so interestingly, you can those to a friend. <laughs> the brains behind the England bowling outfit. Uh, interestingly, um, Pudsey, so Liam Plunkett's nickname, yes. um, he made his international debut in 2005. He's yeah. he's seen a lot of England uh, tactics when it comes to one day cricket. He's seen the he? good years, the bad years, the worse years, and, and the good years again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Guptill reviewed terrible, terrible review, um, which basically just ruined it for Ross Taylor. No reviews left. Not able to overturn the uh, the dodgy decision from Maria Erasmus, um, which uh, left essentially um, Tom Latham. And Jimmy Neesham as the most likely candidates for giving New Zealand a defendable total. And Latham hadn't had a run all tournament. Like he'd been woeful with the bat and actually did it really well. Yeah. Looked really quite assured against uh, Rashid. Scored 47, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, he actually managed to drag New Zealand up to a fairly defendable total with their bowling attack of 241. We um, should probably give an honourable mention to uh, Colin of Big Man. Who uh, had a torrid time at the crease for his 16? Got a real working over. Absolutely peppered. Me did. By yeah. short bowling. Uh, he, did, he did not enjoy it. He was, it was like, I mean, we've used this analogy before, but it was like a dad who's trying really hard to play with his son. 
And he's what his son's Joffre Archer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, see, you know, like if you look at the the granddad uh, <laughs> narrative in the game, he, I think maybe he was just wasn't trying that hard, giving him the go. He went full dad, went with the bat. I was like, oh, that's a good one. And he came out with the ball. Well, bold like, son. Now I'm going to show you how a real bowler bowls. <laughs> <laughs> Unhittable. Um, so I think, I think all in all, they they battled it out. It was slow pace, and like, it just made for kind of compelling viewing. Like when you're the, willing the England bowlers on to get wickets, it was. I, don't I, know, was, I wanted. I actually wanted New Zealand to score a few more runs. I'll be honest. Yeah, well, thank God they didn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, in the end. But I thought it, I I wanted more than I wanted England to win. I wanted it to be a good game. Mm. And I thought they hadn't scored enough. And I still, I think even in hindsight, they probably were still. I don't, I don't know though, because I think watching the semi, the England Australia semi final, you were thinking this Australia scored what two twenty odd, and mm. you didn't think it. And I didn't feel at any point that that was going to be a problem for us to chase down. Mm-hmm. But in the New Zealand game, it's the Lord's it, pitch. It was just different. It just felt completely different. All of the matches at Lords have been a nightmare for a team bang second. Yeah. yeah, and I think uh, New Zealand, they'd been there and done it. They'd already defended that yeah. total against one of the other best teams in the world. And that, they'd struggled. They'd, they'd definitely struggled through some of those games. So, well-placed to defend it. And defend it, they did. We love hearing from our listeners, so please follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you have a great story, like Scotty G did, about the Hayden Way, Matthew Hayden's personal website, we want to hear about it. So from wherever you're from, send us in a great story and we'll read out on the show. Email us on thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Yeah, they did. I mean, they came out and ball one was uh, an unplayable in-swinger. So, <laughs> um, I can't believe we didn't give it out. It was plum. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so out. It was, it was, um, it was, it was like, what, 49%, 51%? Yeah, kind of. it must have been. I can't, yeah. I mean, it was... And I know I know, it's there to stop the clangers and so on, but I, I just cannot believe the umpire's not given that. So what does he think it's missing? <laughs> <laughs> I got, yeah. Um, do, they, do, they, yeah. do they sit afterwards and be like justified? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you if you miss the first ball of the innings, mm-hmm. uh, Trent Bolt came in and Roy is just stone dead. Did it hit his back foot or just clip his yeah, top pad? Hitting is a classic left armour in swing yeah. dismissal to the right hander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hitting left stump about halfway up. Uh, Roy missed it. Erasmus just gave it not out. <laughs> How can you give the William uh, the Taylor one? And not give that. Well, maybe that was playing in the back of his mind. Maybe like uh, maybe, maybe the midway point, someone said, "Sorry, mate, the, the Ross Taylor one got you out," and he kind of almost was hesitant. He was just sort of, "Well, I'm not. I, I, don't, I don't want to ruin someone's World Cup." I but don't say on the other hand, happy to ruin anyone's World Cup. <laughs> maybe he was like, maybe he ate too much lunch, and it, or he had a really good lunch, and he was thinking about his lunch and like forgot to umpire the first ball. Well, that just, happens. Yeah, it is. Well, I've umpired games, so I've just like kind of forgotten the ball or mid- What am I also having dinner tonight? Well, there's a there's a thing there's a thing with there's a thing with probably out American judges in the United States. The first thing in the morning, like after breakfast and just after lunch, they are the most lenient. And then just before really? lunch and at the end of the day, they yeah, they, really they give, give the harshest punishments. Yeah. So maybe there's correlation with umpires. Yeah. Oh, we, need to, yeah. we need to adjust the um, eating schedules of judges and umpires. Yeah, when, when, when there's a drinks break, you need to bring out a Snickers from Mario <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a great, It's a great opportunity. I was wondering if maybe he thought he got a nick on it. 
Because it was quite close to the back. Maybe that's the that's the only reason I can think of that. Yeah, I don't know. Given it, I was, like, it was stunning, an yeah. absolutely stunning call. I really feel that my Snickers joke there has been completely underplayed by both. No, that was great. I chuckled. This pun, Max. Snick. He's Come on. There's nothing like. It doesn't work. Going back in a conversation to explain a joke that you didn't think people laughed at enough is there to really. <laughs> Welcome to, to the get, Cricket Podcast. Yeah, no, normally that's my remit, so I'm <laughs> nice to have it. It's nice to have it taken away from me for once. Um, uh, I think it's fair to say it was a shaky start for England. Uh, yeah. Shaky, very lucky. Yeah, I think Besto um, managed to make his way to 30 playing exclusively inside edges to find leg. Yes. Yeah, yeah he his luck that. finally ran out. We, uh, the, England were just on the receiving end of a bit of luck to, on that occasion. It was like the England spell against Australia in the in the group game, the league game. I mean, we kind of we kind of got going a little bit with the openers, though, didn't we? I mean, what was, we managed to get to thirty or forty without loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, then someone was out, and, and then Roy, Roy, yeah. Root played such a bizarre innings. It was awful. Like, uh, he, yeah. he scored what, seven, off, seven off thirty. Um, in the run up to him being out, like he we he was it was nearly out LBW. Then, then he, he ran charged down the wicket. Down, yeah, charged down the wicket with a horrible swish. And yeah, then like, he was out trying to drive. He, James Vinced it. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I was with a guy, Alex Lewis, who doesn't really watch cricket or know that much about it. But he said after it, I, like, I really admire Root's uh, commitment to making sure he was out. <laughs> <laughs> he tried twice. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't get it done. Um, <laughs> and so we slumped to 86 and 4. I say we, England slumped to 86-4. I had no part in it whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> just for clarification. No, I think um, in the World Cup, you're justified uh, uh, to say uh, that. Uh, they, right. they are us. They are England. They are representing um, us. And we were subject to a genuinely terrifying spell of medium pace bowlers. <laughs> from <laughs> Colin, Colin de Grandad. Um <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was at, it? Ten <laughs> overs, two for 25 or something. Yeah. Um, Consistent 77 <laughs> mile an hour. It was vaguely it on the pitch bowling. Even moving as much as... like It it was nibbling about, but it was just like... People were trying to bat like it was an unexploded bomb. It was, <laughs> it, was like, it was like that bit where someone really shit comes to a net. Right, some really shit there, and you're scared of like getting. It's like, if I get out to them in net, it's like, it's like your mates bowling at you, and you'll just be like, I can't get out, so I'm just gonna have to like be so cautious. And England did that; they they, they bottled it against him. Uh, his his economy rate, I mean, um, they were actually, the whole of the World Cup is less than four and a half. It's, yeah. yeah, but I mean, a lot of that he'd only bowled about ten overs before today, and he was getting whacked in some of those. Like he's he's not uh, a two for twenty five bowler or one for twenty five bowler. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we were, we just blocked him out in the end. And that was a that was a low point in cricket. That is sad, isn't it? Yeah, because that's, that's what we see off the seventy-seven mile an hour bowler. Yeah, that's what sort of do. It's just like, oh yeah, Stark. He only gets 10, 10 overs, mate. It's fine. Bolt only gets ten overs. Yeah, just see him out. Just play him out. It's fine. <laughs> Calling to Grandpa. What <laughs> <laughs> hell? Well, this is it. My dad was asking me what the, what what New Zealand's bowling attacks like. I was like, well, look, like their openers probably just see him off, but there's two bowlers at least that we can tuck into. One of whom yeah. <laughs> went into a half an over. <laughs> anyway, we went from 86 for four to 196 for four. Uh, and what do we have here? Five overs left to get the last 45 runs. Uh, and then Butler is out. Yeah. And I think at that point, it looked like... So it looked like it was game over at 86 for four. And then it looked like we were going to win. 
yeah. then that one wicket, um, it looked like we were going to lose again. Yeah, I, I, like, it was a wonderfully gritty batting display by Ben mm. Stokes. And like, Butler kind of... Butler was about the only man who managed to go run a ball. Yeah. And I was just thinking, but Stokes was just like, I'm going to take this as deep as I possibly can and just make sure I'm there. And They've done it before between them, haven't they? They, yeah. they did it again. They sort of basically came to our rescue. Yeah. And, yeah. But then like, the England are notorious for having quite a long tail. Uh, no, for, for not having a very long tail, are they? So they literally, yeah. they just, I think down to number 10 or down to number 9, they've got first class centuries. So... Uh, it was very useful for their the run-outs that they had to conduct uh, <laughs> yeah. on themselves. Um, <laughs> eventually, I mean, eventually it all boiled down to, I mean, because of Stokes and uh, I mean, Plunkett biffed a couple, yeah. Wokes hit a boundary. Um, we managed to get it down to 15 of the last over. Uh, over started with two dots. Controversial decision to not run or not? I don't know, I think after... Uh, I think so 15 required. Right yeah, I th- 14 I think... to take it to the super over, obviously. Yeah, so I, th- I think Stokes on strike in the previous yeah. over. In the previous over, Stokes kind of see like looked at the boundary and was just like, you know what, I'm gonna have to start going for it here. And he picked out Bolt on the boundary, didn't he? And then oh, Bolt yes, stood on the, yeah, stood, yeah. stood on the rope. Um, yeah, I mean that, that. Yeah, that. I mean at that point, what did it? They needed 25 to win off two overs. Genuinely, just knock it down. Like all you have to do is not concede a six here. Like I think it would have been twenty off the last over if he hadn't. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I just didn't. He just didn't notice. He just didn't realise. You, you can see. Like, yeah. He thought he was fine, Such... and then he felt his foot hmm. on the boundary I mean, rope, and I just he immediately as a reaction a crit- Such a critical error. I mean, or if he just knocked it down for the for the well, two. It's almost exactly Maybe. the same as that one from Carlos Brathwaite in yeah. the West Indies game, where he was aware of where yeah. he was. I, mean, I know. I know. If he takes the wicket, the game is dead. Like, yeah. like Stokes is England's last hope. But mm. still, it's just those extra four runs. But um, old, um, amazing. Well, Bolt looks at his foot. He looks at his right foot, and he th- and you can see him. You can see him like go back. And, like, he's, he's almost got a serene moment of relief. Going, I'm not near this. You've got two legs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and fair play. So was it was it Guptill who was um, ready for the yeah. for the little flick up catch? Who saw the whole thing and just turned around and just went with six. That was yeah. one of the most. Yeah, that was pretty stunning. And then so the final over went dot dot six, big six. So it went from like I mean fifteen or four, fourteen or four doesn't happen very often. Like you're you you're in. Yeah. Big boy territory. Yeah, um, the only time you may be confident of it is if Ben Stokes is bowling the last time. <laughs> That's not very nice. Um, <laughs> so he hits one six, and then he hits a two. It's a regulation two. Oh, well, it's not a regulation. There's the run out. It was a scamper long. back. So the, the ball comes winging in, uh, and as Butler said, that's the first ball Ben Stokes has middled all day. <laughs> uh, in his dive, in his dive, the bat of God. <laughs> <laughs> Stokes hits it for four, and it, so the over goes dot, dot, six, six. Um, Stokes is standing there being like, I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it. It's not, not the first time he's been accused of a crime he didn't commit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, this is our Lord and Saviour, Ben Stokes, and you're ridiculing him. Uh, but what's unfortunate is Guptill's throw, like, that looks like it's going to be a perfectly good flow as well. Like, if, it, if, it was, yeah. Like, it if, was, it was right. if, it was yeah. A, if it was a terrible throw... This, none yeah. of this would have happened. Yeah, and originally I was just like, oh, is it is it someone who's like, um, like that bit in when someone just bottles it and they're just like, shit, I should have thrown it, definitely. Like, he has to throw it in that situation. Like, he on the boundary, has to get it in. It's not like he's at cover and just shied at the stumps and it's gone terribly wrong. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah and well, I mean, 
It shows that maybe the pitch wasn't that bad as well because the ball did really come onto the bat for <laughs> the last <laughs> to use the pace Wait, off, off, off the unused strip. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then groundsman techno, you picked the wrong one. And then, like to complete the sort of symmetry, so we went dot dot six six. We had single run out, single run out. Mm-hmm. Both at the non-strikers end. Uh, Great composure just... from uh, from the fielders out there to pick up cleanly and throw properly yeah, to take us to the super over and I think that like the whole chain of events from it being 86 for 4 to 200 and whatever it was 241 all out 241 all out was some of the most miraculous cricket I've ever seen and did, did you see it when uh, on the Sky Country Atherton um goes oh and our executive producers just mentioned something really quite amusing he said that oh in the event of a super remember in the event of a tie it goes to a super over <laughs> after like 17 overs in the yeah. first innings and then there we yeah, go yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so it was very good uh, so we go to the super over um, amazing like unbelievably amazing like England stride out to bat, there is no way that Stokes wasn't going to go out there. No, you've, I mean you've got the options of some people who've been sat around for three hours, or a man who's just been batting. Yeah, and then you also right. and then you also have universe uh, universe Joss. Like, yeah, he's obviously going back out. They're both people who he's got to run a ball. They've both played it the most, and ultimately they're the two people in the England team, other than Jofra, who then bowls and with serious IPL experience. Yeah, do we know who the third uh, picked batsman was? Um, had one Did of them. Right? It was Roy. It was, it was Roy. Right? So they were so, so one of the commentators was saying Morgan, but I thought I thought Roy was the obvious. Third yeah, I, I think Roy. Would um, have right Morgan. Choice. Morgan for me is not coming in in that. No, it's he wouldn't even be. Would he be fifth on that list? No, so yeah, he'd be above Roy, don't you? Yeah, no, but I, even yeah. then, even that on the, like that penalty shootout list, like Roy you're having Roy Bairstow. Like Maybe even really. Plunkett above Roy, because he can biff one. Yeah, but I think it's just. I mean, if James Vince was there, obviously you pick James Vince. Well, for sure. He had a good game. He'd have scored a really classy 20, probably, in that sort of game, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he had a really good game in the field. He had a really good game. Um, yeah, but so anyway, so <clears throat> the Super over, uh, first ball somehow just goes, it squirts away for three. Like, it's a pretty poor delivery from Bolt. Mm. And first of all, I don't think they should have bowled Bolt. I'd have gone with Grandad. Yeah, I was, I was looking, yeah. looking at it on Absolutely. paper. You've just got a guy who's gone from 10 overs for two. two we'd, probably, we'd probably just block him out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's just hope that yeah. Archer takes a double wicket. Like, it would have been the like, ballsiest call. Like, you've got probably the best left armour, or him and Stark, the two best left armours in the world. And it was, we'd just be like, sorry, mate, we're going to go with Grandad over again. <laughs> like, it would have been a bold thing if that would have backfired. But gonna go on reputation. Well, maybe they did. Maybe uh, an alternative scenario is that they did actually ask Grandad if he would bowl the last over, and he thought, no, let's want one of the younger guys <laughs> have the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, so at this point, I've had my time. <laughs> <laughs> so then we squirt a single away, and all of a sudden, this is where like the, the pandemonium in Lords was ridiculous at this point like everyone in the pub was standing up they could not believe what was going on four runs amazing like the place erupts is perfectly yeah. positioned on the leg side boundary between two converging fielders who they pretty much dive into each other it could have yeah, been yeah no it was the Stoke, only place Stokes has basically guessed isn't he that he the ball's sw- again outside off stump yeah ball. he swept it he swept it, it. yeah, yeah. Um, and then, then steal another single then get two, and then final ball. Joss Butler's on strike, and he played a Joss Butler shot, didn't he? It was it, it wasn't a conventional shot. 
it was just almost like again it was almost like a sweep kind of thing from outside the front mm. pad and it was amazing ran away for four game on 15 off the over that's good that's a solid score. that's a that's an amazing score. I don't so I think I actually I think in super overs uh, that's about par yeah I think it's, it's solid great. on that pitch though yeah it was pro- I mean I think even then, the short boundaries are on there are like very short boundaries on both sides of the lot. Fifty-seven meters, I think. Um, um, fifty-seven and sixty meters. Yeah. What well, lords? Yeah. yeah. No, they were, they were quite long. Fin- they were just directly yeah. square of the wicket. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. The shortest in the world, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So I. But Virat Kohli doesn't like that because no. if you can reverse sweep one for six <laughs> off a fifty-nine meter boundary, um, <laughs> I I think um, I think that it was probably par. You want you want to hit a couple of sixes. That's what I mean. You've got. Six free hits essentially, haven't you? Mm. Um, no, you only got one wicket. But that's not thinking that, are you? You've got the, the, the before <coughs> the first wicket goes down, every ball is a free hit. So only getting fifteen without any losing a wicket is probably par ish. Mm. Well, I, I still think it's no, a chat. It's, 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 I mean, it's a super over in the World Cup yeah, final. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Ten's probably going to look like a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this bit, so uh, New Zealand um, outstrides. Uh, t- uh, cricket world funniest man on Twitter Jimmy Neesham yep um, and Martin Guptill obviously couldn't really buy a run in the World Cup um, just obviously not lost it for his team by launching it at Ben Stokes but was must have been reeling from that must have been sitting there going I can make amends for this mm. and a guy with super long levers he's like, he's uh, he's unfortunate to be on the losing end but at this point Jofra is given the ball 24 years old, playing in his 15th ODI. And what's the, what's the number one thing you don't want to do first up in a super over Ross? I reckon you don't want to bowl an extra. Yeah? Yeah, and preferably not a noble, so we've avoided yeah, that. You, but yeah, you can rule that one out. He, he pretty much, he tried, to, he tried to bowl almost the perfect Yorker, didn't he? The, the wide yeah. Yorker. He was so close to nailing it as well. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was on the line. It was on the line. It was really close to nailing it. I did enjoy the, uh, the commentary... And then they were, they said that's a wide. Ian Smith was like, it's wide. There was no argument, it's wide. Ian Bishop was like, uh, I think it's probably open to interpretation. The other was like, no, it was a wide. <laughs> it was a wide thing. I, know, I didn't think it was even that close. I thought it was just a dead wide. Yeah, and then, but that immediately puts him on the back foot. Um, but most other England players in that scenario crumble. Yeah. Stokes crumbled in the, T- in the T20. Um, Wokes crumbled within the New Zealand innings, going for 13. Yeah. But then he, uh, Joff. Put one straight in the block hole. They managed to get a two, and then came probably like Jimmy Neesham shot for six. That was a big six. Yeah, it yeah, was in really the slot. It. Like yeah. That, yeah, it, it just nailed it. The slot. Oh, so annoying. But there was in actually the slot. It was not not the sky slot. The slot. <laughs> and then uh, two was it. Two was uh, he out to Jason Roy. He fumbled it. Got yeah, back really it. easily. Oh god. Really easily. And at this point, it's like what four off two balls. Uh, yeah, I think it actually was, wasn't it? It was seven off three, wasn't yeah. it? And then um... so yeah, it was just the I could the, the nerves were so they were too much. They yes. were too much at this point. Um, they hit another two, and then threw it, it to the wrong end. The, the ball was end, so the keeper's end. Yeah, and I think that was Jason Roy as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so they Jason, were all Jason Roy, all, all Jason Roy. Roy. <laughs> and then they they both went in the block hole. Joffre goes to get set, and Joffre did probably the smartest thing I'd seen an England player do on that pitch all time. He didn't shy at the stumps. He... That was Stuart Broad. <laughs> 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 I 
I was thinking exactly that when I was watching it. I was like, Joff Rarch has gone, nah, yeah, very sensible. Yeah, Stuart Broad is throwing and nailing out the six overthrows. Yeah, in Stuart Broad's head, he's like, think of the glory. Think of the glory. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm going to make up for my mistake against the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> and then final ball, but uh, this eight point what was it? Eight point three million people watching this mm-hmm. at this point in time. Defending two off the last ball, like carnage. Like they're definitely, definitely going to get a single. This is a wicket. Joff bowls. What was a, it? Was a good delivery in swing in Yorker. He's dug out. Um, single away. They have to go for two. Jason Roy, perfect pickup. And then what? It was a pretty good throw, actually. Yeah. Considering yeah, the circumstances, and Josh Butler in exactly the same position as he took a run out against. I think it was uh, Australia or India. Um, there's a picture of him running under it. It's exactly the same really? dive, Diving except he shazads the stumps this yeah, time. You've got to make sure in the World Cup final. Takes out <laughs> the stumps and just pandemonium. But Joffre Arch, did you see Joffre Arch's reaction? He was doing the Sex Panther. He was like swimming on the floor, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Sex Panther. It was everyone, everyone was running over towards uh, Josh Butler and Joffre Arch was just sort of left there at the, at the bowlers end on his own. Like, oh, I was just going to swim. Yeah, <laughs> it was the... It was the well, I, I'm trying not to kind of get too yeah, emotional about he, it now. He wiped some fake tears away from <laughs> It was the most brilliant piece of like, sporting theatre I've ever seen, I think. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was it was up there with the Philadelphia Eagles, New England Patriots, Super Bowl. The comeback. Well, no, ago. not the comeback. The one where both teams just scored every single time they got the ball. Oh, right, yeah. Um, really? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, mean, I people think I'm going to go to the Cricket World Cup over that one. Yeah, people are going to remember that moment for what the, the rest of their days. It's going to be talked it's about. quite a few moments moment. in that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, they, they are now, um, like, they're now legends, aren't they? Every, everything, they're going to... They're not going to be completely defined by it, but if uh, if they're going on to commentate and all that kind of stuff, they'll always be just like, well, when we won the World Cup, and there'll be a lot yeah, of... They'll be able to do the old Steve War. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we haven't actually mentioned yet that um, in that Super over, New Zealand scored 15. Yeah. <laughs> the same as us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we'll come on to some of the controversy and aftermath in a second. Mm-hmm. But we'll take a short break, courtesy of Rob's newest jingle. Jacinda Ardern. Peter Jackson. Helen Clark. Sonny Bill Williams. Flight of the Concords. Edmund Hillary. Can you hear me? Edmund Hillary. You boys took the hell of a beating. You boys took the hell of a beating. So an amazing game um, with a number of talking points. Jack, do you want to uh, take us through some of the uh, the controversy, you well, could call it? So some of these are controversies, some of these are just sort of quirks of fate, um, I think. Uh, you've got, we've, we've been over the umpiring decisions already. I think New Zealand got the worst of all of the umpiring decisions in this game. Certainly two certainly the Taylor being out given out was an absolute clanger. Yeah. And then like Trent Bolt by the letter not of the getting V A R D R S Um <laughs> not getting it. Um pretty harsh. Yeah. But, but still it was what? They we tied the first game, super over was tied. Yeah, I mean I think that's you know, you respect the rule of the umpire, don't you, in cricket? Yeah. Um, for some reason. We advocate against that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, then we had the Battle of God. Um, I've never, genuinely never seen that happen before. No. no. In a, any level of cricket. No, especially running away to the boundary. I've, no, seen, it yeah, here, I've seen it happen in a game I've played when the ball bounced off the batsman and they just declined the runs. Because I've seen people take the a, a single run. Yeah. Um, but not... And then people go, oh, well, that's just well, that's not pressure, <laughs> is it? But when it goes to um, four, it's very difficult. But then, uh, to, to compound the Bat of God situation, uh, some people may have seen Simon Taufel in, in Wisdom today. It was a five, not a six. Mm. Uh, Max, we've got to explain why. Yeah. Well, um, give us full context of what, what, what happened. Yeah, well, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll refer you to uh, Law 19.8. <laughs> I'm already falling asleep. Of, yeah, <laughs> of the laws of cricket, which cover boundaries. Um, so, uh, the law says, if the boundary results from, the, from an overthrow or from the willful act of a fielder, so, like, kicking the ball towards the stumps or whatever, like, just basically trying to, make, trying to make the yeah. ball go towards the stumps for a run out. Mm-hmm. Um, the run scored shall be any runs for penalties awarded to either side and the allowance for the boundary and the runs completed by the batsman together with the run in progress if they had already crossed at the instant of the throw or act. So, the point that Simon Tubble is making is that at the instant of the throw... Um, from uh, from Guptill, Stokes and Rashid hadn't crossed, and he's right. Like they don't cross until the ball's about halfway mm-hmm. to the stumps. So realistically, it should have been four for the boundary plus one for the completed run, but not the one for the run that was in progress. Yeah, and then Stokes says you wouldn't have been on strike, and then Stokes wouldn't have been on strike. So uh, law eighteen point twelve point two, batsman returning to wicket he she has left uh, shall apply as from the instant of the throw or act. So. Rashid's at the striker's end when he yeah, throws and, and, it, so Rashid stays there and is on strike for the last two balls with England needing four off two. There's no reason to say he wouldn't have then hit a four. He's got ten first class centuries or something. Yeah, he could have done it. Um, frankly, I mean, yeah. actually, Giles's point was that uh, well, Bolt then went and bowled a leg stump full toss. So who's to say Ben Stokes wouldn't have matched yeah. it for six? It's like, well, part of the fact Ben Stokes wouldn't have been on strike and well, the situation is completely different. It doesn't matter. Makes no difference. It, you, yeah, you can't, can't say. You can't talk about. It does make some difference. You can't say what would have. You can't say what would have happened. Um, the ICC's official line was that the rules are to be interpreted by the umpires on the field, and they uh, have no further comment. Which is like it's fair enough. Um, just got to ask you one question: Where is Simon Taufel from? Australia. He is from Australia. There's my problem with it. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Simon Taufel. <laughs> <laughs> stop! Stop pissing on our parade. Uh, I mean, <laughs> technically, he quite is pro- a lot of people on. Technically, Twitter, he's probably right. Twitter from Australia, like done the list of World Cup champions, and like, England with an asterisk there. So it's just like they kind of, <laughs> it's so sad. Not they can't themselves. handle it. It's great. <laughs> um, it just makes it all the sweeter, doesn't it? That that victory. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think that's true. I, I think my main problem with it is that actually both games were a tie. There's no, like, I can't look past that. Unfortunately. Like you, New Zealand <laughs> Herald said it best when it says, "End of the world, New Zealand lose by zero runs." <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so for those of you not aware, England won it because they hit more boundaries yeah. in the fifty overs than New Zealand did. So it's like I'd say it's like winning on away goals, but it's, it's not, not even though, that, is it? It's, it's like not. it's like someone in my cricket uh, group said it's like winning on the number of corners you've won. 
So yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. So in the in the whole history of cricket, cricket has always been decided on like one thing: the number of runs you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the main impact, even in limited overs cricket, on the number of runs you can get? You're going to say wickets. I'd say wickets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's generally not how many boundaries you've hit prior to the number, like the moment of the game you're in. That I mean, the, the four singles is exactly equal to four runs. Yeah, but it does take four times as long. But it's but not if it takes four, if you block three balls. I mean, it's yeah. not. Oh, no, so equally, you it's can not, turn it around and be like, okay, so the team who faces the fewest dot balls is the is the winner. Yeah, it's as as a preposterous way of arbiting between yeah um, I mean I'm with you I've always teams. thought that wickets should be uh, taken into account when it's yeah. a tied score um, I mean I think beyond that though I mean like in a limit you can you could argue there that you know it's a limit, limit overs game uh, runs are the main thing yeah but that still doesn't get around the point that it is like both both the game and the super over were tied <laughs> yeah. so but just for just on, on this there's there's a bit to say that the rules were there. Like, I'm not saying that the rules are right or wrong in this bit, but well, both, both, teams, but both, both teams knew what, they, knew what was happening, and they hit what eight less boundaries than us. So, come on. Well, I do have a problem. Yeah, but with. you're saying eight less <coughs> boundaries, like they like should have been getting more boundaries. Like, Mate, not, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just, not, not, it's different ways of scoring runs, aren't yeah, they? It's like they, it's they a completely, have the same number of runs. It's completely arbitrary, really, to to decide that it's boundaries that should. It's win. like it's Jimmy like, Neesham hit a six in the Super Bowl, but we didn't hit any sixes. Six is the most runs you could get in a ball. Why don't they win because of that? Yeah. <laughs> like, why don't Why don't we just say, oh well, actually, uh, England bowled seventeen wides and New Zealand only bowled twelve, so New Zealand should win because they didn't bowl as many wides. My, my my favorite idea would be to actually base it on net run rate. <laughs> <laughs> like everything else has been decided in this tournament, net uh, run rate. Or you could do it on runs off the bat in the innings. So uh, oh, yeah. New suggested. Zealand had thirty extras and we had uh, seventeen, I think. So extras was actually New Zealand's joint third top scorer. We should have, yeah. I mean, so yeah. but ultimately, I know, well not ultimately. I mean, I think like that right. that will always be the. The, like England didn't win, <laughs> except uh, except we did. It was the greatest. It was the greatest one day game ever in the greatest final. There'll never be a better final than that. Um, but England didn't win. Like, what what happens if the tide on the number of boundaries? <laughs> what they should have done. Uh, do we, do we know what happens if the tide on the number of boundaries? Does it then go down to ICC ranking? No, I, I think it's like essentially it's, based on the player's height. <laughs> I think at that point it's where you finish in the table right. so I think there were better ways of deciding it mm-hmm. uh, another super over where yeah. different batsmen and bowlers play like a penalty shootout in football that would have been fucking mental <laughs> imagine that if it was just like well, who are we going to go to who are New Zealand going to for the second over probably to De Grandhomme who are England sending out to bat you've already Jason, used Jason Roy oh he's been used he's in your three. Oh, so best though well you would pick Morgan you'd say I'll plunk it <laughs> Yeah, I'll send out Plunkett. Come with the hour, come with the man. <laughs> Best though, Plunkett, he is the saviour. And then you'd have, I don't know, I mean, who knows who'd bowl, probably Lockie Ferguson. And then, like, who would New Zealand send out? I guess it'd be Williamson. Uh, Nichols. Yeah. You could have carried on like that. Uh, I think the I would like that. I, honestly, that, that would get my vote. If, yeah. someone, if, someone, if someone said to me, how would you like to decide another tie? Another super. Yeah, another super. The ranking, like sudden death. The rankings in the group stages, I mean, that. No. Probably would have been a better, a better way than deciding it than boundaries. Mm. I don't know, I'd have done a bowl off. A bowl off would have been great. Yeah, but they used to do bowl offs. All they? of these things involve like tangible cricket skills that, <laughs> <laughs> like, that are you like. I mean, you can clearly see if someone did the better bowl off. 
Like you, you can't see that with like four runs. And four I, runs. I just, I just think, think of that scenario when the ball hits uh, Stokes's bat and goes away for the boundary. If that would have given us more boundaries than New Zealand got in their innings, <laughs> how cruel that would have been! Dude, yeah, that that, um, that would have been phenomenal. Yeah, that would have been absolutely phenomenal. The other thing you could have done, and this is would have been like perfect cricket. I think this is what they probably should have done: just share the trophy. Everyone goes home. It's a draw. <laughs> Seven weeks of cricket, forty-eight matches. It would just—you can't—you can't possibly. Oh, I, I don't know. Done. I mean, the, what? It would be the uh, greatest anti-climax since the eighth be, season of Game of Thrones. Would it be? I mean, like as we've said here, we have struggled. Like from the facts available to us, it's hard to say who should have won that game. Possibly, actually, the most logical re- like thing to do would have been to give it to New Zealand. That's what they did in 1999 when uh, the previous best ever cricket match occurred. They, uh, the reason South Africa lost is because they lost more wickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it would have been beautifully romantic if that was the case because England getting thumped in Wellington against New Zealand in what, 2015, like that was the catalyst for mm. England to rip up the way they were doing stuff. Strauss was kind of just like, no, Morgan, we're going to back you 100%. This, you can build it in your, in your fashion and really let them do it. And New Zealand have been what a perfect influence on not only English cricket, but cricket in general. The, the way in which they play sport is fantastic. And it's a great, mm. great, it's a great lesson for people. I know they, were, they were so uh, magnanimous and gracious in defeat as well. Like, yeah. the, the interviews they were having asked, they were obviously absolutely shattered and, you know, but they, they were just like, every one of them was like, you know, like these things happened, it didn't run away. Fair play to England, they played great cricket, they played a great tournament and they deserve it and all those. And it's just like, I yeah. think, I mean, like, could you imagine the Aussies? Yeah. <laughs> basically, I think it comes down to like why we do sport. And I think Simon Jenkins in The Guardian had a piece on this today and he finished it with this. And I think this basically sums up why it should have been tied. Uh, sport is not a proxy for war or for national prosperity. It's a pastime. The pleasure of cricket, so long in the doldrums, is the good humour from which it is played and its readiness to make itself less boring with shorter matches. <laughs> the only pity is that when once, just for once in a lifetime, it delivers an uplifting equilibrium, it could not admit the fact, pat everyone on the back and share the, cha- share the champagne. That's what should have happened. Anyway, um, aftermath. Aftermath of the cricket. I think on the whole, the reaction has been, I think, as as expected in England. Like it was pure jubilation. And today was a really tough day for me. Yeah. <laughs> like on the on the on the tube into work this morning, I was either still drunk, and still one of that emotional kind of come down from the whole euphoria of the event. Uh, but then the re like I must have read about what twenty odd articles today, all pretty much on the same thing, on exactly the same topic. And yet, all, just, all by Simon Teifel about how we shouldn't have won the World Cup. <laughs> but I think on the whole, it's been it's been amazing, and definitely the bit sporting um, event that I've been alive for yeah, from I, my point of view. I think we should just cancel cricket. Yeah, no, it's, done. it's not getting any better than that, has um, it? Let's be honest. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, until next year. I knows in I think it will make a difference for cricket in this country. Actually, I can't see in the future, even in the near future. that after today, there I think there will be more cricket on free to air TV that actually means something like less carnival cricket, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a good thing. Um, I mean, it was, it was like the 2005 Ashes is always put as the yeah. oh, let's get an Ashes test on this year. Why not? Like if it's two all or one all into the fifth fifth Just a test, day. Mm. get get it on. Just put a couple of days on. 
Yeah, and but I think it's so. There were so many people inspired to play cricket by that Ashes series. I mean, I'm one of them. Joe Root was also another one. Really? Yeah, Joe, so Joe Root who kind of came out yesterday. Was like 14 watching that. Like that is what I think inspired he must me. Have been playing before. Yeah, well, he was. He was 14 <laughs> years old. But it was that bit of saying that's the thing that in the, in his head kind of just like, that is what I wanted. Big difference between me and Joe Root. <laughs> but if you if you get the stats and you get the people going to play cricket more, that is going to be the best thing for it. Yeah. Um, should we wrap it up with favourite moment for the Cricket World Cup each? We'll do a proper roundup show, I think, next week where we we settle down a bit and do best player and all of that nonsense. But right now, favourite moment of the World Cup. Can you look past actually the, that moment? I'm going to have to go for something from the final yeah, because I can't look. think of anything else that happened over the last like <laughs> four or five months. <laughs> uh, I think it, it has to be that run out. It has a Jason Roy, like everything seemed to go into slow motion. Like perfect pickup, great throw, and Josh Butler just. And he didn't know how to react. Did you notice that as well? Joe, he did, had no idea. He like f- jumped in the air like, <laughs> like Anchorman, you know, the Anchorman thing. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, that was good. Max, have you got a, a better moment? Uh, well, I quite like. There's a little. There's a little video of um, of the crowd from uh, from the moment <laughs> oh, okay. that England won the World Cup, where a woman is basically jumping from the fourth row of Lords to the front, <laughs> just with all her limbs in the air, and just basically takes off. Yeah. And I think that, just, that just summed up how everyone felt. You can't moment. see where she goes either. No, you yeah, have no idea if that lady's okay. She just disappears, <laughs> um, never to be seen again. Never. Yeah, lost to the animals. Uh, of cricket. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard. Just the whole final in general, I think, was such. Uh, like, it was, it's amazing how the stars aligned to have that. That was the only free-to-air cricket match of all time. There are people who have never watched cricket who have watched that and think it's probably like that all the time. I'm just gonna <clears throat> just gonna call you up on that just a little bit. So at um, three minutes past one yesterday, yeah, you sent a message to our cricket club group going, "This is in danger of becoming quite a dull game." <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was, um, that was in their innings when they were on 197 and they were going to be all out for 220 I think that's what, and that would have been a really dull game it just wouldn't it would have been when I don't know, Butler's out it would have been 25 to win or 5 overs with 5 wickets in hand still wouldn't have been exciting and then turned into the best game yeah. ever um, we'll leave it with Jimmy Neesham shall we uh, this is where he tweeted today kids don't take up sport. Take up baking or something. Diet 60. Really fat and happy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. This is the Cricket Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. Very good.